Hi, I'm Darren Peppard. Welcome to the Leaning into Leadership podcast, the podcast dedicated to today's hardworking leader. Join me every Sunday for leadership insight, inspiration, and a little pep talk to keep you rolling down your road to awesome. All right, welcome back into the Leaning into Leadership podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Darren Peppard, and today I want to talk about intentional leadership. I was reviewing the last handful of episodes, um, actually each of the episodes that I've had a guest on, and there was a recurring theme that just kept coming up. And what that really was, was how each one of those guests is very intentional about something that is specific in their leadership. And so I want to dive a little deeper into that today. Um, my goal, this is going to be a shorter episode. Uh, so if the 45 to 50 minute episodes have been a little bit long for your commute, you're in luck. Hopefully this one is more in the 20 minute range. Um, but I do, I want to dive back in and take a look at one component of each of those guests and highlight how they are being very intentional there. And then talk a little bit more about the intentional work that is to come for our leadership teams as we prepare to go into next school year. I know it's it's March and talking about next school year seems a little bit crazy, but it's budget time, it's hiring season. And this is the point in time where our leadership teams are starting to turn over. We have leaders that are retiring. We have leaders who are taking different positions. And of course, we have those people who, as Rob Breyer likes to say, are taking the leap making that jump out of the classroom into their first leadership roles, or for that matter, leaping from one leadership role into another. So all of this turnover that is happening and is going to happen in our leadership teams, I think it's worthy of us taking a pause and talking a little bit about what we can do to ensure that we're setting ourselves up for success as a part of all of this turnover. So with that said, let's let's go back into the intentional leadership first of Alex Carter. If you did not have a chance to listen yet to episode four with Alex Carter, um, or maybe it's just a while back and you don't remember, I'll tell you that Alex and I partnered together um, as part of a, a group in Colorado. He works for the Colorado uh, Education Initiative, CEI, which is an absolutely amazing nonprofit organization that really helps drive change in education in Colorado and, and now starting to actually make their way outside of, uh, outside of the state lines. What we did was we worked collectively around the Homegrown Talent Initiative and getting those real true work experiences for our students to begin happening very, very early in high school and ultimately eventually to begin working uh, into the middle school level. But what Alex talked about specifically with being intentional in leadership, both for himself and within his organization, but then also as a recommendation to leaders everywhere, was to really think about what is on your plate. Think about how much you're doing, how much you're asking of others. And before you put more on their plate or you add another initiative or you think, hey, what if we do this or we do that? Just simply simplify and focus. I loved these two words so much from Alex, and he hit it several times. Simplify and focus. Too often as leaders, we we chase so many different things because, hey, as leaders, we're fixers, right? That's what we want to do. We want to fix things that aren't perfect. But we get ourselves 
sometimes a little bit ahead of the curve. And inevitably, we have a little bit too much going on. To just simply take that step back, and as Alex says, simplify and focus is critical. I did an activity with my staff once, and actually it was an activity we did uh, district-wide as well. And that was listing out what are all the initiatives, what are all the expectations, and what are all the things that are, to use the phrase, on your plate. And we did this with all of our teachers. Um, we really should have done this with everybody, not just teachers. We should have done this with our administrative assistants, with our counselors, with the entire, entire roster. And ultimately, what we what we asked them to do was, okay, now in the other column on your paper, write down what are what are the things that you'd like to see us take off your plate, the things that would allow us to simplify and ultimately for us to focus. This was an incredibly successful activity because we discovered that there were things that people felt were on their plates that nobody was really expecting of them, but either because they wanted to put that on themselves or because they were just hanging on to something we had done in years past, they had this perception that there was so much on their plate. And, and don't get me wrong, there was. But this gave them an opportunity to really simplify and focus. And for us as leaders to be able to say, all right, look, folks, here's what we're going to dial in on. Let's get really good at this before we move on. Um, I think that's critical. And that's my big takeaway from, from Alex in that episode. It's a great episode, but simplify and focus. Um, when you get too much on the table, it ends up being a mess. The next episode was Zandra Galvan, who is the superintendent in Greenfield, California. And man, whew, that was a powerful episode. Um, if you haven't listened to that one, I would tell you, listen to the story about Zandra as a kid and Fast forward it to Xander as the superintendent, um, how the words that one individual can say to another individual could be super impactful. And sometimes they're impactful for the wrong reasons. The person maybe wasn't trying to be positive. Maybe they were kind of being negative or kind of putting someone down. But in her case, it was a motivator and, and it's a great episode. But the thing I want to talk about with intentional leadership with Xandra was how she has organized everything in an unbelievably well orchestrated way. She has backwards mapped the experience for every single student in Greenfield uh, School District. It, it's incredible. She knows from all the way down to kindergarten, all the way up through 12th grade, you know, what are the college exposures that are going to take place for every kid, every single grade level, they're going to get an opportunity to go and see whether it's community college or university, whatever. Also, there are specific scaffolded skills that they have put in place. Well, that's not easy to say, is it? Specific scaffolded, scaffolded skills. See, I told you it's not easy to say. But she's put that in place in a way, and her entire leadership team has done this very intentionally so that they know exactly what the experience is going to be for every single student in their school district. And it certainly made them a destination school district. And, you know, just listening to how Zandra has worked collectively to build this shared belief that truly all means all. We hear it all the time, all means all, but they truly mean it in that district, that every single student has the opportunity to see success in their future. 
or as Andrew said during the episode, um, they're putting possible in the universe. It's an incredible, incredible episode. I love that one. But most importantly, and again, we're, we're, we're talking about intentional leadership, the intentionality that she and her team have, have used to backwards map the experience of every single student is, is just unbelievably powerful. So again, being intentional with our leadership, folks, is so critical. That's <laughs> you're you're going to figure that one out. That is the theme here of this entire episode. Be intentional about what we do. When we go to episode um, number six, and that was Wade Stanford. Wade is a superintendent in Texas and is another one who is absolutely crushing it on the leadership front. And what I loved about the episode with Wade was how he talked about really answering the bell for kids. But in order to do that, when he moved into his superintendent role in his district, he had to really push people out of their silos. Again, folks, this is something that's super intentional and done by design for the leadership team to be successful. Instead of having people operate in their silos, I was a secondary teacher my entire classroom experience time. And, and honestly, I, I was a high school principal too. So most of my experience, except for being a superintendent, was at the secondary level. And at the secondary level, we were really good at having silos, you know, whether it's science department, math department, sixth grade, whatever the case may be, we really solo or uh, silo ourselves quite well. What Wade has done in his district in Texas is to really push outside of that and stress collaboration versus silos. If we're willing to collaborate together and truly break down the walls of those silos so that we're working collectively toward the same goal, you know, and not just simply, well, I'm going to teach kids chemistry or I'm going to teach kids um, mathematics, whatever the case may be, but we're focusing on we're teaching kids and we're going to answer the bell for each and every kid. And we have to do that across the board. And in order to do that, we got to take down those silos. So definitely something that I think is super powerful. And I really love how intentional Wade has been. And, and it's led to some tremendous success in their district. I mean, he talked in that episode about how they had passed a bond for the first time in, I want to say, 40 years in his district. And it's because of that work. You know, you don't, you don't have that kind of success by happenstance. You have it because you have everybody on the same page. Everybody's on the exact same sheet of music or whatever phrase you want to use. When you've got everybody working together, that is when you're going to start to see those kind of successes. So the intentional, uh, the intentional nature by which Wade was able to develop collaboration in his district, super, super powerful stuff. Um, episode seven, episode seven was Eric Lillis. If you don't remember, Eric is somebody that I've known for, oh my gosh, over 26 years, met him on new teacher day. We both taught in uh, Kingman, Arizona. Um, he is now the executive director of the charter school that he works at in, in Kingman, Arizona. And I loved what, what Eric was intentional about. And because I know him extremely well, this didn't come as a surprise, but I know when you listen to this episode, the intentional nature that he goes about building relationships is what it's all about. And when we can be truly intentional about relationship building, I mean, Wow, how powerful is that? Think about it. We are in the people business. 
I say it all the time. I say it every time that I am at a speaking engagement, we are in the people business and we can't forget that. So in that episode, what I loved was Eric talked about the intentional nature through which he went and built a relationship with a high school student who had been new to their district that the principal had struggled to get two words out of this young lady. And Eric was able by just walking up and striking up a conversation with this kid to build a relationship with her and to start breaking down those walls that sometimes new students carry into our schools. A simple question or a simple statement in Eric's case, hey, I like your shoes. Talking to her about her cons, her Chuck Taylors. Lillis is a, is a big Chuck Taylor guy. Hey, so was this girl. They struck up a conversation. They talked about the color of the shoes. She talked about other shoes that she had. That is how we build relationships with kids. Everybody wants to be seen and heard and loved. And Eric is absolutely, absolutely crushing it in this particular area. And so when I think about how the intentional nature that he uses to go build relationships, man, we, we talked during the episode about how do you do that? How do you make sure when, in his case, he's a superintendent, executive director, but it's the same essential job. When I was a superintendent, you know, I just talked about Zandra. I just talked about Wade. How do you, when you're in that role, find time to be intentional about relationship building? And I would tell you the same thing that, that I shared during the episode with Eric, put it on your calendar, you know? Don't start your day in your office. Um, you know, put put 20 minutes on the calendar and say, I'm going to go to this school and I'm going to go, you know, walk this particular wing. You know, you don't need to tell the principal you're coming or tell the teachers you're coming. Just go be there. One of the best people I ever worked with, one of my favorite, favorite mentors of all time. I hope someday to have him on this show um, is a man named Mike LaPiccolo. Mike was the uh, assistant superintendent. He was in charge of human resources at the district where I was uh, first an assistant principal and then ultimately uh, a building level principal. And what Mike would do was, again, put it on his calendar, but I knew that Mike would show up at our school at least once a week before school started. Maybe it was every other week, but he wanted to make sure he was in the building. He didn't have an agenda. He just wandered around. He had taught in that building. I know he did this in other buildings too, but he had taught in this building. So he still had a, you know, a handful of friends who were still in classrooms that were, were in the building, but he would just go and wander the halls, you know, and he would select a specific area that particular week. I didn't know he was there. You know, maybe he might stop up at the main office at the end of the day or at the end of the, the morning, you know, during passing period and stuff. Cause he knew I'd be in the front hall. That was my spot. So just being intentional. You know, say, hey, I'm going to go, I'm going to go stand at the front door today, or I'm going to go spend 15 minutes during this particular class period. And I'm going to go to classrooms that the teachers don't have students. They're on their prep. I'm just going to go check in and say hi and see how they're doing. That's how you can really focus on being intentional about building relationships. And Eric Lillis is absolutely crushing it in this area. The last one, um, episode number eight. So the one right before this episode was Robert Breyer. Rob is a principal in North Carolina, elementary school principal, and Rob is the author of the book, Taking the Leap, a field guide for aspiring school leaders. Rob went really in depth around, here's what you do 
when you are trying to take the leap, when you're trying to get this next job. So with Rob, it was about the intentionality of preparing yourself. If you truly want to go and get that job, if you want to go be a, an assistant principal, a principal, if you want to leap from the principalship into the district level, superintendent, whatever the role may be, there is a lot of intentionality around your preparation. You've really got to dial in and be really, really specific about what it is you want to accomplish, how you're going to study the school, how you're going to understand their challenges, their successes, all of those things. I, I don't need to go into a lot of detail here. Buy Rob's book. It's incredible. It truly, truly is an incredible book. Um, but what Rob talked about was just being intentional on planning. If, if you really want to make that leap, you really need to put in the time and you need to think it through. And I loved how Rob talked about that. And in fact, Rob even talked about how he goes back and uses his book to study himself and to study his school. How are things happening in my school this year? And how do I plan essentially an entry plan into next school year, even though I'm staying in the same school? So that's just a real quick 15 minute uh, summary of those of the the past uh, five episodes, but again, the intentionality. I know I keep hammering that word. I apologize. Um, you could probably turn this episode into a drinking game if you want to. Every time I say intentional or intentionality, there's just a lot to be said for being very purposeful in what you do as a leader, and that takes me to where we are right now. You know, here in, in the middle of March, when I'm recording this, there are leadership teams being reshaped across the country. Um, you know, certain leaders may be moving on, certain leaders may be retiring, certain leaders may be moving up. And then, of course, we have people leaping out of the classroom. And so sometimes we make the mistake of believing that just because somebody has a job title, that they're ready to do that job. I can tell you when I moved from being an assistant principal to being the principal, it was 40 feet from one office to the other. And folks, it might as well have been 400 miles. I was absolutely not prepared to be the principal. It takes time. You've got to learn and grow. I didn't do anything at the beginning of that first year to be intentional with my leadership team. Um, to be honest with you, I think the biggest failures that I had were I thought it was all about me. Um, I don't know why I went back to that. I had, I thought I had moved on from that, but, but for a period of time, <clears throat> that was something that, um, that I got back to. I was just stuck in this. It's all about me phase because I thought I had to do it all. This is why as leadership teams, man, we've got to prepare. We have to be super, super intentional about what we're doing and really think about what we want to accomplish in the upcoming year. I'll tell you the best thing I ever did was, I think it was my third year and I had hired two new assistant principals. So two of my assistant principals had moved on and uh, uh, both taken principal positions. Um, so I had two brand new assistant principals and they were rookies. Um, I had a new activities director who was not a rookie by any stretch of the imagination, but as a team, we were a totally new team. What I did was I actually brought in a facilitator to do a two-day leadership retreat for us. I met with the facilitator for a handful of hours. We were real clear about what we wanted to accomplish. And then I just let him run with it. 
I actually took the team out of town. Uh, we drove about two hours away. So we were all staying in the same hotel. We had a, uh, you know, like a conference room that we worked in. We had, we had food brought in for us so that we were uninterrupted. If we had been in, in our school building, wouldn't have happened. The phone would have rang or somebody would have got pulled aside for this, that, or the other thing. Instead, the four of us, that's what we did. We were off at this, at this other location with our facilitator. And having that facilitator, what that did was it allowed me to be a participant. That was critical. I needed to be a participant. I did. I couldn't be the facilitator because number one, as the principal, they were going to go to where I wanted them to go. I didn't want that. I wanted us collectively to be understanding of what our values are, of what our job responsibilities are, how we're going to handle certain situations, how we're going to align our behaviors, how we collectively are going to lead in the coming year. I'm telling you folks, it was absolutely the best thing I could have done. Even though it was two brand new rookies on the team, folks, we were like a well-oiled machine as we went into that school year. And it was because we had invested in ourselves and put together the time we needed to set up our leadership team. This is why I've created high-performance leadership teams from Road to Awesome. This exact reason. There are so many brand new leadership teams that are forming now and will be forming over the next couple of months. Imagine having that person who works with the leadership team to help you identify what are your shared values, what's truly important to you, and how are you going to carry that message? How are you going to focus on the things you want to see? How are you going to hold each other accountable to those things? You see, that was the thing. Both of my rookie assistant principals knew they could hold me accountable to something just as I could hold them accountable because we had worked and put together this collective plan complete with our goals, our action steps, our check-in times, everything to do with the process. We knew how that year was going to function because we had invested the time and the money to do it. It was huge. Now, if you have a large scale project, you need to make sure that this is the type of thing you're doing. If you have a brand new leadership team, this is the type of thing that you want to be doing. So you're setting your team up to be successful. So folks, if you have exactly what I'm talking about, that leadership team turnover, we need to have a conversation. Reach out. I mean, it'll cost you nothing. Let's just have a conversation. Let me share with you what I can bring to the table to be able to help you. I know you want your leadership team to be successful. I know you want to be able to help kids. And in order to help kids, you got to be able to help your staff. And you can't help your staff if as a leadership team, you are not all on the same page and really working seamlessly. Imagine making that investment and having an incredible school year. Let's have a conversation. That is going to be essential. Now, with that said, let's finish with a pep talk. I shared earlier this week a pep talk video, and I talked about how we needed to control the narrative. Um, I got pretty passionate about it, to be honest with you. And it's essential that we are controlling the narrative and that we're telling our stories. But I got to tell you this, if we're not intentional about the work we're doing as a leadership team, we're not going to all be telling the same stories. We're not going to all be on the same page. 
we want to make sure that all of our leadership teams, all of our members of the leadership team, and that, that may be direct members of the leadership team, that may be those ancillary members to department heads or lead teachers or instructional coaches, counselors, whomever it is that you have in those ancillary roles that are still a critical part of the leadership team. We want to make sure that they are all focused on the same thing and that we're all telling those same stories because otherwise we look like we're not on the same page. We look like we're a little bit fractioned. When we're focused, when we're dialed in, when we are intentional, folks, that's when our leadership teams are going to be the most successful they can possibly be. And so the pep talk, just like everything else in this episode, is about being intentional. I really do want to work with you. I want to be able to support you and I want to be able to help you. But I want you to think about this, whether it's me or somebody else or, or whatever. Folks, as you prepare to go into the summer, to go into next school year, and you have any kind of turnover on your leadership team, it is just so, so important to take that step back and to have somebody come and facilitate your team so that you're able to hit the ground running and to be as successful as you possibly can be. Um, thanks for listening to my diatribe today. Uh, it's something I'm super passionate about. I told you I'd stay under 25 minutes and I'm pretty much right at that. So um, until next time, uh, thanks so much for tuning into the Leaning Into Leadership podcast. I'm Darren Peppard. Get out there. Have a road to awesome week. Thank you for listening to the Leaning Into Leadership podcast brought to you by Road to Awesome. Don't forget, click subscribe, give a review, and share this with somebody who might also enjoy Leaning Into Leadership.